Welcome back to another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast. RJ Liggins and Kevin Reed back at you on another Monday night. Um, Kevin, some some basketball stuff happened <laughs> that uh, yeah. actually has something to do with what we talked about last week. You know, it just kind of goes right into it. We're recording this. Uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn just literally wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're interviewing the man we're going to talk about here real quick, James Harden. He's got the He's got the headset on. He's getting the interview from Chris Reber. And in a in this matchup, which wasn't the first, it wasn't the first James Harden game because they were rocking the like Drazen Petrovic blues over the a couple a couple days ago in his mm-hmm. in his in his debut, but in a in a pretty significant game, dare I say potential like Eastern Conference Finals preview, the the Nets get this done 125-123 and Harden on his new team with a healthy 34 and 12 stat line. So there you have it, folks. That what I said last week was, hey, once it starts to get quiet, that's usually when the trade happens. And it was quiet. And then James made it very loud after the Lakers game with uh, his post-game presser. And then next day, trade went down. So Kev, what was your uh because we as you mentioned, we've had some time now from when the trade actually happened. There's been a couple games now, but like, take me back to like the initial. You heard the trade. What was what was going through your mind there? Um, I guess it was. You know, I I always I'm struggling back and forth with this because once again, I I'm a union man and want want to respect player empowerment. Um, I you know I definitely like. I, I struggled with, and we've talked about this. I struggled with like some of the like let's call it like word choices and like mm. um, how how Harden came off came off from it. Um, but as as a destination for him, he won. He he it that's a crazy part about this whole thing. He got yeah. exactly what he wanted. Like exactly what he wanted. Could have picked a better spot. I. I I think this is a better spot than Philly, to be honest. I mean, I think, yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah, yeah and Bede, and Bede's been hooping. We'll, we'll give seven seconds real quick on the 76ers. Shout out to, to Tyler. Um, yeah, and Bede's looking great this year. And Sixers are rolling. They're doing well. But when you have the opportunity to team up with Kevin Durant, who looks like his usual ass self, yeah. No, he's not handicapped in any way so far. No. Um, that's a pretty good situation. So for I guess that was so that was a lot of the conversation was about the Harden trade was just like how he went about it, especially like his press conference going out and even the game, you were pointing out the the pass he threw to John yes. Wall where he looked <laughs> it, like completely indifferent to John like or any other Rockets player. So it's like what do we think of how he like left the situation? He got what he wanted, but it's like, do you foresee ramifications of this down the road? Or is this something that eventually will kind of like Jimmy Butler eventually will forget about it? I think it's more of the latter. I think it could be something that like eventually we forget about. It's um, that's kind of been the trend in these things, right? Is like the mm-hmm. short term, maybe it's like a short term optics thing, but like, in the end, you, you don't necessarily, I don't like, I don't know if you're no, no one's keeping a running list of like holdouts and like beef and, mm-hmm. and things like that with an organization. And, and again, I want to stress like, you know, the, I, I can totally understand where, where Harden was coming from with, with the Houston situation. Like you get rid of D'Antoni and now coincidentally, he's back with D'Antoni just as yeah. a coach and he's with like, He's back in the system because he has it's Nash noted Dan Tony, multiple MVP winner under the system, and Harden, like in Dan Tony. It's like it's like Dan Tony and his like extended family are together in, mm. in, in Brooklyn right now. So he's like he's back in the situation he was before. And because Houston was blew it up and um got got rid of a, a number of like the situations there. Like, I don't, I don't blame him for not wanting to be part of like a rebuild or whatever this like weird, this reload was. Yeah. It was like a soft rebuild. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. And I don't mind even like, let's, let's compare it to like another, uh, another Houston situation right now. Like 
compare this James Harden thing with Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson, who yeah. like a hundred percent of America is on team Deshaun Watson right now. For sure. There's, there is no one who's like, I don't know. I kind of said with the Texans on this, uh, no, everyone, everyone, even even the Houston Texans themselves, even JJ Watt, who after that game like came up to him, is like, "We're ruining your prime." I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> like, hey, I'm sorry. We just like basically wasted a career of your a yeah. year of your career. Jesus. So, yeah. So everyone's like, I, I have no problem. I have no problem with a player advocating for themselves and doing that. But there's like the 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 pandemic optics of it. Um, the, the other thing I think also, like, if you want to really dive into that pass about, like, um, there's it's, I think there's one thing about saying what you want to say off the court and doing all that, but, like, how, how you present yourself on the court um, mm-hmm. is, is a different thing. Does that matter to you, RJ? Does it matter, like, how you, like, are we over, like, for the sake of, are we, are we creating a false argument to, like, get fake offended about that pass? I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I know if I was his teammate and I mean, and you've seen me on the basketball court, like I probably would have just stopped the game and like tried to fight him right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh, yeah. like if he threw me that kind of pass, I would have been, I would have been hot. And yeah. like, and so I saw it from that point of view of like the teammate point of view where it's like, not only are you being disrespectful to the fans in the city, but it's like that that's disrespectful to your fellow professionals. Like, yes basically say you're too good for them or too good for the situation. And it's like, we see this all the time in basketball, for sure. It's like one of the only sports where, you know, an individual can be bigger than the team. Um, so we've seen it before. Like, so that's, that, that's nothing crazy. And, and ultimately we're going to forget about the past and everything like that. I think what's going to stand out more though is, or what I'm curious about is, and how the Harden story is going to eventually continue to be told um is how we look at his time in houston in his point of view of it of like i gave this city everything right and that's what he said on the way out i did literally everything i could um and obviously that wasn't the case at the end but you know i there is a degree of merit of what he's saying in the sense of like yeah he was a final like top three mvp finisher for multiple years um, they went to multiple uh, conference finals and they happened to coincide with one of the greatest teams that ever played in, in the Golden State Warriors. So on that side, it's like he's got a point like he did. He did a lot in, um, you know, our obligatory ringer shout out Logan Murdoch today. He was saying um, James is probably the second best uh, Rockets player ever behind Olajuwon. And that's, I don't even think that's an argument. I think that's absolutely correct. The other side of it though, is like James, I'm, I'm trying to like be careful because it's like the Warriors part of it is big, like the, running into the Warriors year after year after year, like that's not his fault, right? The Rockets gave him a lot though, to try to make it happen. And this was basically Shaq's point, right? where there was a rotating door of guys that were, were brought in to try to help them get to the next level. And, you know, it wasn't those guys that were falling flat when the games really mattered. It was him, right? Um, whenever, you know, it got to nut crunch time, that was the guy that was fading away. It wasn't Chris Paul. It wasn't, you know, I mean, Russ was hurt, had COVID. There was a lot going on with the Russ situation, I think. Um even Dwight played really well in some of those playoff games for them. I like uh, that Blazer series stands out to me where uh, Dame hit the shot to send them home. Um, Dwight played, played really well in that series. So I understand like the way that I'm looking at it is, you know, James is, is one of the most accomplished scorers that we've ever seen and kind of was a, a glitch in, in the matrix, so to speak, of, of he found a way to exploit the game. Him and Moore found a way to exploit the game, blow up stats, and just get these crazy stat lines and, and performances, right? But, you know, it, the way that he performed in, in games that matter and the way he performed, you know, the last few years in Houston, that definitely impacts how you see him on this Nets team because now he's going to be sharing the ball with Kyrie 
and Kevin Durant. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to for sure say Kyrie reports are that he's planning on coming back, but you know, at least with KD, um, you know, that's a guy that's better than him. He Kyrie's not better than him, but like KD is definitely better than James Harden. So it, it's just, it'll be interesting to see what that dynamic looks like. Um, how do you think we've seen two games, but like, I still kind of want to stay in the like moment of the trade. Like, where did you think, how did you think it was going to fit with the Nets once he did get traded? Well, just real quick to what you said. I think both can be true. Like, Harden, I think can be argued, gave his all for the team. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, like when the opportunities presented himself, um, he has a, a reputation, if you will, for not rising to the occasion, um, like Shaq's point was. And I, you know, I just kind of just, it's a situation I think where like the, the relationship ran its course. The, the franchise yeah. and the player, it ran its course. Sometimes what for whatever it's got to, for, for both parties. Um, mm-hmm. And like Tyler in our text was like, are the Rockets kind of cool now? Like maybe, maybe the Rockets could be like one of those like fun, cool little like, like league pass teams, a yeah. league pass team that you're amused yeah. with maybe. And they got a, they got a bunch of picks out of this and, and good for them. And I think for, so you're asking me about like how this looks, yeah. just looking at what I saw um, watching this Bucks Nets game. And granted it was without Kyrie and that's a whole thing, right? Is mm-hmm. how does that puzzle piece fit in? But the lineup that I saw there and, and, and what the net, what the nets are doing there at the end of the game where um, they had obviously Durant is out there with Harden. Um, and I won't say Deandre Jordan was out there too, just as a, as a big, you got Joe Harris out there that can shoot. Um, and there's a, there's a, I'm trying to forget, remember the one, the last guy that I had there in like this crunch time scenario where they're trying to keep up with the bucks. That's a, that's a really bad, that, that in itself, that lineup is a, I think a really fun balanced lineup mm-hmm. with, with, with two, two guys, two guys who can really create, create for their own, a spot up shooter, a rebound defender, plus a fifth. That's about as like dialed as you can come up with that scenario. Mm-hmm. As far as what that does with Kyrie on the floor, that's very TBD. And yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see if this becomes a too many cooks in the kitchen scenario Right now, there is an appropriate amount of cooks in the kitchen, and they look really fun, and they look really good. The duo of KD and Harden looks really good so far. Mm-hmm. The return on that's looking good. But you're right. That's where it kind of gets complicated with, with Kyrie getting into that mix. Quick quick question. I don't want to get too much into the, the Kyrie, like, absence and kind of stuff that's going on with him. I think there's – I think that's a little more complicated than we might be – like privy to right now. Yes, I agree. But, um, a little interesting that he leaves Cleveland to kind of go on his own. Basically, tries to do what Kobe does by breaking up, breaking up with Shaq, right? To do his own thing and lead his own team. So he goes to Boston. Boston be, like builds a super team, but like Kyrie is not really a part of it because of all different kinds of injuries going on there. Boston is just kind of a wash. But yeah. then teams up with KD, and now they have Harden there. It's like, what exactly is is Kyrie trying to do? And kind of the same extent, like, what's KD trying to do? Because that's like, like, he left the Warriors to, like, distance himself from that super team kind of thing and, and build his own legacy, so to speak, like, which, you know, isn't true. Like, he, are, he has his legacy, but, like, you, you kind of get where I'm going. So it's like, I'm just kind of surprised, I guess. I think that's that's where I'm at. Where I'm surprised that those two would want James to to come to the team. I th- agree with you. I you know I wonder. It's probably not something they would have advocated for in the off season, but hmm. in this scenario that you're in, you're weeks into the season. Um, you're kind of like getting the lay of the land you're probably more removed from the whole narratives that get creative in the off season and you're in more in grind mode and steve nash says come to my office we have a chance to trade for james harden would you be about it you almost why would you say no to improving your roster yeah now 
away from your teammates and away from the grind. And in the off season, you can probably think more about your legacy or how it fits me as an alpha dog, et cetera, yada, yada. Uh, but that, that's, that's my thing is I think it was, if an in-season trade you're going with it and then maybe we'll cross these bridges again in the off season when everyone's thinking about mm-hmm. more like deep thoughts. It's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Cause I'm curious what they were seeing. Cause I mean, it's not like the nets, I mean, they, they kind of had a, like a inconsistent start, but a lot of that had to do with COVID related yeah. stuff, you know, so it wasn't necessarily anything on the court. So I'm curious. Yeah. If Katie saw something that kind of like tips him off that this team as constructed wouldn't be enough to, to get him across the finish line. But I mean, to your point too, it could just be one of those things where it's like, Hey, we have a chance to get this guy. Like, let's not mess around. Like, let's just go get him. Yeah. That's, that's where I would go with that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So now that we've seen a couple of games from them, um, I guess, where do they go from here? I mean, we, we got the Kyrie question mark. We're not sure what that's going to look like once he is back with the team, but yeah. I mean, where does this in your your power ranking uh, Eastern Conference and NBA like? What what is the expectation for the Nets in this year? Well, I said I said it at the beginning of the year was finals, finals and bust. Yeah, and I now they're just now they're just doubling down on that. Um, you're not, you know, you're not building for the long term. You're 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 playing for now, and you on paper at least you've got the best roster in the Eastern conference. I say that without double checking, but I'm going to say best roster in the Eastern conference. I'm yeah. I don't see, I don't really see who else besides the beloved Pacers. No, but but yeah, that it doesn't, doesn't do much for me because I already had a really high bar for them. Have you, um, have you come up to join? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. Finals is, is realistic for them now. And I think that's, that should be an expectation. Uh, whether or not I think they could beat assuming that the Lakers get back to the finals. Do I think they could beat the Lakers? Like I'm not sold on that yet. Not sold well, on that part. Right now the Lakers are a juggernaut and that's more of a reflection of the Lakers. than the- Yeah. And they're still like tinkering with shit too. They're like <laughs> not even like taking it seriously. So for for what this trade does is you guarantee you're going to win a shit ton of regular season games. Like right. You're going to win a lot of regular season games. What do you think about some of the, the conversation about like, well, Harden never comes up big in, in the clutch or whatever. Um, that's not really going to be his role, though, with this team, right? That's going to be KD's. That's Durant. Yeah, that's Durant. Well, Okay, but we were talking about this last week, though. Is it Durant or Kyrie that's going to be closing? Because Kyrie's a killer in the clutch. He's actually a very clutch player. So I think if it's Kevin, not Durant, your your situation you talked about last week just got way more complicated. It got way more so. complicated. I know <laughs> that's a great point. Um, I think it's let's put it this way. I think it, it's a combustible situation where if either one of those guys doesn't get that last shot, this roster. Uh, the too many cooks in the kitchen problem might not be a thing we talk about for very long past mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, two, two killers. Boy, Steve, Coach Nash, could be on you to draw plays for both of them. That's what's tough, too. I mean, having D'Antoni there is, is helpful. good. It's helpful, but it's like it's still a first year coach, though, like trying to navigate this situation. Yeah. He's gotten some criticism of about how he's handled the Kyrie situation so far, you know? Um, but yeah, Steve's job definitely didn't get necessarily easier. Like, but I don't think, I, I don't think it's really going to be a problem though until the playoffs, like every from now until the playoffs, it's going to be gravy because you're going to have at least, I mean, we've seen already like the first game that Harden and Durant played, they could buy for like 75 points or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Either way, like you're gonna get two of the three guys going off and on any given night, and those like two guys can win you any kind of game. But unlike what the Lakers have with AD and LeBron, you know that the way they share duties and share responsibilities and are, and are on a string in that sense, um, it's just that third person that really complicates it. We haven't seen a big three in the modern era that 
gets an equal share of the pie. There's always one of the stars that has to sacrifice considerably. It's not enough to just sacrifice. They got to like completely change their games in a lot of situations. It's a great point. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. You think about the Celtics, you think about the Heat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, the Cavs. There's yeah, that Cavs team, Kevin Love. Um, mm-hmm. The the Warriors made it work with all those cooks in the kitchen. So the, the biggest difference with the Warriors situation is like, I think that was an anomaly. I, I think that was an exception to the rule because of just how that team was constructed where, you know, Draymond's a major guy and a major piece, but he's not a guy that's going to be taking 30 shots a game. Right. Clay can get hot and Clay can score 60 points with his eyes closed on the right night, you know, but it's like, he's not a ball handler though. He's, he's coming off of actions. Um, and then Steph Curry is like the most selfless superstar that there's, there's ever been. Um, and he had to sacrifice a little bit, you know, of, of those three guys, like, Steph probably sacrificed the most out of those three guys to make a room for KD, you know, like it wasn't clay, like clay was doing the same shit. He was always doing, you know, he was just a little bit more wide open now because there's Kevin Durant on the court. I agree with that. That's, that's, that's well said. Yeah. So it's, so that's where this is going to be interesting. And um, it's the question of like, who's going to have to change their game the most to make room for all of that. Because like I said, when you look at Chris Bosh and Kevin Love, all, you know, both really good players. Um, and then Ray Allen too, with the Celtics, like all really good players, all-star players that had to take considerable step backs in order for, for the team to work. And it's like, who are you going to ask out of this trio to do that? Like I said, I don't envy the task at hand no. for Coach Nash. No. <laughs> no, and that's and that's why I still I still feel confident in the Lakers. It's not just the fact that they're rolling right now and you know they're they're like rolling while still experimenting with shit, which is a great position to be in. Um, but they just they know who they are. Like, you know, they yeah. know they know their roles. Um the LeBron safety blanket, you can't o- overestimate like how important that is. Like you can get get davis to be a beast but then it's like you, if that doesn't work you still got arguably the greatest player ever right by, like ready to go so um i think this year if they don't if the nets don't win the title and kind of depending on how they go out i think to your point that's when we'll know more about hey are they gonna send out Kyrie or however that might work but um i agree like they should be a finals team like because they're they're gonna win enough games to get a good seating and then you know, from there, it's just trying to get through the Bucks and the Sixers, really. Totally. Um, and then on on the the rest of the trade pieces, uh, Karis Lever, I haven't seen any updates on this lately, but uh, he was traded to the Pacers, and that seemed like a really good replacement for Oladipo. Um, but then having a mask on his kidney, uh, so hopefully he he's all right. But uh, obviously a scary situation for a, uh, for a pretty promising player. It's a great fit. Um, ho- hoping to see him on that Pacers team because that, that makes that Pacers team even more fun. Best, yeah. best wishes to Karis. For sure, man. Um, any other thoughts on the Harden trade or we want to do a quick zag update? Let's hit the zags. Cool. Uh, so last week wins over who do we beat? We beat St. Mary's on Saturday and then we beat, oh, no. Pacific, no. Who do we play? Um, <laughs> like totally it was close at halftime, too. Pepperdine. It was Pepperdine. It was Pepperdine. Because like, I was doing that, I told you so, because it was we only like a four-point game at half or something like that, and I was like, yes. I told you, this is the team to worry about. That's what you did. Yes, it was Pepperdine, only 43-39 to 39 at half. Oh, a 95-70 Gonzaga win. And then Saturday was, of course, St. Mary's, a 73-59 St. Mary's win. I don't, like I like I told you before, I just wanted to say, like, that was a classic Gonzaga-St. Mary's game in Moraga to me. We just, you know, I it was kind of a rock fight. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. Not, not, nothing I wasn't surprised about. Things I've been seeing for the last 
10, 15 years of my life. Yep. No, that sounds that sounds about right. I mean, we've had so now we had two games where we've had kind of slow starts, but I mean that's that's just kind of league play though. I mean yeah. these these teams scout each other, watch each other all the time, and you know especially for a WCC team, if they can beat if they can be the team that beats Gonzaga, that helps their chances with an at large bid. You know, come March, so obviously they're getting Gonzaga's best shot. Um, I really liked the Yai on Saturday. I thought he was he was very crucial on Saturday. Um, slowly becoming maybe the most important player on the team. Like, I don't, he just finds a way to impact the game one way or another. He's a great glue guy. Great glue guy. So that's pretty much our Zag update. I don't think they play this week until Saturday against Pacific and you, Dan yep. Stoudemire. You nailed it. The Pacific, Mighty Mouse. The Pacific Stoudemires. <laughs> yep. The Mighty Mice of Pacific. yep perfect so um keeping keeping up with what we've been doing these past couple podcasts we're in a kind of pivot still basketball related but not so much of like hot takes this is more of a game gimmick i don't really know how how to frame it um this was your idea kevin so kind of walk walk the people through how we came up with this so there's the viral video i you know, I'll, give me a second when I'm done talking here. I'll look up the guy's name and try and put some respect on his name. It's the viral mm-hmm. video of LeBron reacting to the Nets trade. And I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've seen it of him. Like he's reacting and he's like, the one the one part that's really funny is he throws the ball against the wall. He's like, I'm 36. Yeah. I'm 36. So he throws that and that's that's hilarious. Um that's the part that um LeBron reacted to. Yeah. LeBron tweeted him back and he was like, Oh my gosh. Stop throwing the ball on me. <laughs> 36. But the part that we resonated with was like where he says, like, I'm not Thanos. Yeah. And so he, he, we were texting with Ty and um we're like, but really LeBron is Thanos. And then that's where I said, why don't we do a, what MCU characters are um, current NBA players are uh, right now. So that's where we're at. We're operating. We've already established from that viral video that even though he says he's not Thanos, we're saying LeBron is Thanos. And, um, and we're going to kind of work from there. Um, I, I put, I was thinking about this kind of intermittently throughout the week and put a little bit more thought into it how much uh, how much thinking have you done with this uh man i it's one of those things where i was i was thinking about it but like i didn't really get too far and then tonight i, I put together an actual list so i got i got a pretty decent list so i think what's what's important to clarify or ground rules this is what we like to do we like to have ground rules yes um this is for the MCU. So this is just the Marvel movies that have come out recently, yes. right? Okay, yes. cool. So it's not so much of like comic book canon. We're not getting into like multiverses and shit like that. If you wanted to do that, man, more power to you. Uh, suck- I'm way too lazy. I did not I do stuck that. with the movies, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I stuck with the movies for that too. Yep. Um, what was kind of your criteria for coming up with the list? Was it like personality parallels or what would you think? I thought about personality when I could. I thought about like, I thought about their origin story if I could. Mm, you know, okay. like every every superhero character has an origin story. Um, I, I guess how they and I, there wasn't there was some in some cases where their situations are better than others. But I was also trying to think about like their relationship with other characters yes okay cool if you could it's a combination of things okay that that was more or less what my criteria was too yeah i was putting it together so sweet okay um so i'm gonna start this off by saying that i i felt like lebron might be a better fit in as another character okay uh, I did not have one for Thanos though. That was that was what was tough. I couldn't think of a villain like good enough for that one. Yeah. So I said LeBron is Iron Man. Okay. Because Iron Man is the foundation of like the MCU. Basically, he he's the first movie. The rest of the MCU kind of builds around that first movie and that storyline. And that's kind of how the NBA is right now with LeBron. Like he is, you know, he's been around the longest. Uh, he's at the center of everything that happens in the NBA, even if it's not directly impacting him. I mean, like, let's look at the Harden trade. 
you know, I mean, he gets traded to an East Coast team, gets rid of a West Coast rival, but like that trade's made because of LeBron in LA, right? So he's he's the quote unquote main character, so to speak, like how Iron Man is the main character for the MCU. That's a really strong take. That's really good analysis. I love yeah. that. Um, also, first of- also rich as fuck like Tony Stark. That's another great point. Um, so first of all, this guy's name is Mark Phillips at, on Twitter. He's at Supreme Dreams underscore one. So we're, we're riffing off riffing off his video. This is a riff off that. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. That was hella funny. So I kept LeBron as Thanos. I, I like the idea of him Thanos. One, because he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and, you know, you were talking about that villain piece. There's still an edge of that to like, we, we could, we've gone down the decision road many times with him and like mm-hmm. and kind of doing a villain thing. But like at the same time, you know, like Thanos in the movies, like tries to justify his villainous behavior and LeBron kind of like justifying the decision there. You can, you could rip off that a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. You can, um, he's kind of got a LeBron beard. Kind of. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I I think I get what you're saying. (laughs) Okay, but I worked with LeBron. So Iron Man, I went with Durant. Okay. I went with Durant. What was you thinking there? For one thing, it was because I was keeping LeBron as Thanos. Mm. And I think LeBron's also a really good Iron Man for the reasons that you said. But for Durant, I was trying to think about, like, one, he's coming off of injury this season and of course iron man has to get um it has to be rebuilt new new heart basically yeah Yeah. he he gets a new heart so like he's got like he's been he's on the come up like like iron man was in that first movie that checks out okay yeah i was trying to think of like someone else who's hella rich and that would be like that would be durant too i don't know if he he doesn't fit necessarily to fit like the the billionaire playboy type no. of aesthetic. He's more of like a homebody. He's more like, if, if anything, he's unlike Iron Man. Um, he's making burner accounts and like snarkily tweeting at people. So that's not really Tony Stark, but um, no. Yeah. What is, what is Tony Stark is I think there's a, cause there's an, there's an edge to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. There's, I'll be interested to see what you did with Captain America when we get to Captain America, but okay. like with Iron Man, there's, um, you know, not everyone, not everyone's like, I love, like in the, in the series, obviously everyone loves the character of Iron Man watching it, but like within you mean the, like universe the itself, characters within the universe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's kind of a uh, to, to Iron Man. And I think there's some of that with Durant bopping around to different teams. And mm-hmm. that's how I was working through it in my head. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I can see that. So who would be if he's LeBron, also like you said, like the the he's the only other person I can think of big enough to occupy the role of yeah, like Iron Man, cr- like yeah, critical significant. enough, significant. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. Um, and ironically, or not ironically, but Iron Man is the one that defeats Thanos at the end of Endgame, right? Mm. KD has been the most prolific going against LeBron in the finals. Finals 2021 preview. There you go. I like it. Who would be so okay if I don't have LeBron Stan, I don't have anyone Stanos, but like who's okay. who's some other people we could throw out there for that? That's like Mike, Michael Jordan. Everyone's <laughs> trying to beat the legacy of Michael Jordan. Oh, that's deep. That's like Ooh. meta. Mm. Oh, that was deep. I'm gonna leave that at that. That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> You want you want to do cap next? Sure. Okay. Right. So, I made Steph cap. I had Steph at cap. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ste- Steph has to be cap. Um, <laughs> just kind of like this hasn't ever taken on the the villain hat in NBA pro wrestling narrative lore. He mm-hmm. he hasn't he hasn't worn that hat yet. He's he's always been the like. We're playing hard. Squeaky clean. Fun, squeaky clean. Yeah. He was my only choice for it. Like, it had to be him to be Captain America. And I like that there's a combination of him with Durant 
where they've teamed up and now they're adversaries and like they had they were kind of initial adversaries with Oklahoma City and but they then they then they teamed up and now they're a part against so there's a little intermingling there between the two. So that's what uh the Captain America Iron Man dynamics what I liked about the Steph LeBron like, yes. setup that I had because there's obvious friction between those two, but they don't like they're not technically enemies necessarily or rivals, but there's like def- there's something there where they just like do not particularly care for each other. Yes. Um, so I was thinking about that. All the reasons you mentioned, that's what I was also thinking of too. Um, but what you were talking about with Durant and Iron Man, it's like Cap is at least, and this was like the only time I looked at it from the comic book canon, like the whole shebang, yeah. is you need somebody big enough to fulfill what Captain America is for for Marvel Comics and like right. In a lot of ways, he is the main character of Avengers, you know, like Iron Man kind of becomes that just because like Robert Downey Jr. is the god and, you know, we fall in love with the character. Um, But like, you know, Captain America is the first Avenger. He's always on he's always on the good side, you know, like he's just never like he doesn't let his morals complicate, you know, any decision that he makes or whatever. He's been a part of a super team like what the fuck's the avengers it's a super team yeah so you know steph and that so yeah i think captain america steph is easy that was one of the easier ones i had yeah i agree that was an easier one i had yeah who's uh who do you got next so the suggestion from our text with tyler was zion as hulk yeah did you keep that or did you go elsewhere with hulk I wanted to go elsewhere, but the Zion one kind of checked out. Like, because what I was thinking is like Hulk smash, of course. Um, and Zion is just a destroyer of rims. But then I was also thinking of the Bruce Banner part of it too. Like the super mild manner, polite, <laughs> like, you know, like, dude, just regular dude. And then like he gets on the court and he becomes the Hulk. So I thought that checked out. I did try to think of somebody else for it, but um ultimately i did go with that one what'd you do for that i also went zion for okay. for those reasons i i was looking at other bigs and um the joker didn't fit no nah. um i entertained Embiid for a second mm, just for a uh, second but yeah, i like zion better really work. i like zion better it's just like it's the hulk smash part like yeah literally zion just destroys rims just punishes them so um no, the only other guy I thought of for hit for Hulk was Giannis, who I ended up picking for Thor. That's exactly what I did. I, I had a feeling we we're gonna be in lockstep with a yeah. lot of these. What was some of your your thinking for Thor? I like that. Um well I like that for Thor. Um there's it's 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 again a power thing. Right, and I'm I'm assuming that's what you did with um with Giannis, like yeah. Thor and his hammer, and he's he's this powerful, um, destructible thing or indestructible. Um, and it, there's the the character of Thor. There's like some him working on how to properly utilize his powers and like how to how to like ma- manage manage the the winning. There, yeah. there's there's something inherent in the like the struggle that this journey that Giannis has has gone on that's been very Thor like. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of it too, and also just how there's that um, was I forget which movie specifically it is, but Thor like talks about how he's the strongest Avenger, yeah. basically, and that's and that's kind of like the kind of just the running underlying theme in all the MCUs. It's like. Captain America is the leader or Iron Man is the leader. Yeah. And those two are like the, the two main guys. Um, but throughout all of that, the one consistent dude that always got shit done, never got complicated in any way was Thor. Yeah. So come through, wreck shit. Yeah. And, and save the day, right? You yeah. know? So, and that, so I was thinking about that with Giannis, about how he's like, and especially this year, like he's still probably the best player in like the league on both ends of the ball. Um, 
but you know now we're, we've just kind of gotten enamored with other characters with Steph, Steph and LeBron, Iron Man and Captain America, and, and it's like you know Giannis is still a force to be reckoned with for sure. So that's why I I liked him for that one. And totally. also Thor is very funny in the movies. And Giannis can be pretty hilarious when he wants to be. So that's a great point too. Yeah. So that was that's where I went for uh, for Thor. Yep. Um, who do I got next? I did one for Ant Man. You got one for that? Yeah, I got an Ant Man. All right, who do you got for that? <laughs> I went Russell Westbrook. <laughs> okay, talk me through this one. All right, that so I was thinking just about like Ant Man being able to like obviously, I'm not saying Russ is short because Russ is not short, but. Russ does rebound incredibly well for a guard. And I just thought about like Ant-Man being able to make himself bigger and mm. like play, play, play bigger. So no offense to Russ. It, that was, that was a stretch for me. Do you have I'm, a better I'm Ant-Man? about to be, I'm about to get offense. You said no offense. I'm, I'm probably going to get offensive with this one, but oh. uh, I picked a guy that is pretty known for fluctuating in size, which uh, Ant-Man does. And that's James Harden. <laughs> It's outstanding. I mean, we just saw it this week. This dude somehow lost like 20 pounds overnight. I don't know how the fuck he did it, but yeah. it's insane. So um, I really wanted a better one for, for Ant-Man that really spoke more to the character, but I just it just seems like too good of an opportunity to just take an unnecessary pot shot at James Harden. I went for James Harden. I went with um, War Machine, and that is um, – it was – was Terrence Howard and then Don Cheadle guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember that? <laughs> yeah. Never, remember, never forget that. But <laughs> when Terrence Howard turned into Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. Like two guys that couldn't look more differently. Too. Yeah. Like they're not even close to looking. No. The same. <laughs> and just, we're just rolling with that. Um, oh, man, that was but great. so my justification with that one is like they're kind of, it's Iron Man's bro. And James Harden has been Durant's bro in Oklahoma City and now in Brooklyn. I like that. Okay. I didn't do one for War Machine, but if I had to put one together, maybe 80 doesn't count because I think he's a little overqualified if I'm sticking with LeBron as Iron Man. So maybe like a like Chris Middleton. Just solid sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Solid, solid sidekick, sidekick not a main character. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. maybe, I don't know, like, would Jamal Murray maybe be a good one there? Or I don't know. Oh. I feel like Chris Middleton is actually, like, personality-wise, too. Just kind of, like, in the background does his thing. Yeah. Jamal yeah. might be a little too flashy for that. Uh-huh. I got here's, – here's one that's kind of – okay. Black Widow, the Scarlett Johansson character. Yep. Kawhi. Oh, that's a good one. But walk walk me through that one. Um, just a just an assassin, just a skilled assassin. Just a skilled <laughs> assassin. I read that description on Wikipedia about skilled assassin. I was like, Kawhi. Kawhi. That makes sense. I was trying to figure out where I could fit Kawhi in this, and I couldn't find one that like I fell in love with. So for my thinking with Black Widow, what I was thinking about, what makes her stand out is that she doesn't have powers. She's just a regular-ass person, right? Right. So I was like, okay, who's an NBA player that's super important or super effective, big part of the team, doesn't necessarily have, like, a superpower, so he's not, like, crazy athletic or, like, 7'3 or anything like that, and is an incredible shot, and I landed on Joe Harris. Hey. So, yeah, just kind of just a regular dude. Like, if you didn't know any better, he he would just be just a regular dude. dude. But, you know, he's got an impressive skill set. So, and a hell of a shot like Black Widow. Um, I do like you. I like the Kawhi one for her, though. That that is a good one. Yes, sir. Needed to get Kawhi in there somehow. Yeah, man. Should we do the other non-power person with the Hawkeye? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I did Jeff Green for this. And that's just to go with the running joke of Hawkeye just being kind of useless, like compared to everybody else in the movies. Um, even though like he is a hero and all that stuff, like Jeff Green is a guy that had all the tools, all the gifts, and just like never, <laughs> never put it together somehow. So 
Um, you know, he's he's been a part of finals teams, kind of like how Hawkeye's been a part of, you know, finals teams in a sense, but um the least impressive, I guess, <laughs> Avenger for uh, the least impressive almost superstar. I made Clay Hawkeye. Ah, uh, you know, sharp out, out of respect, yeah, for the yeah. shooting. Did you give did you put Clay anywhere? I didn't. I thought about Clay for um I actually thought about Clay for Thor. And that yeah. was for the like the unintentional comedy part, but also <laughs> for the fact too he could turn into the god of thunder like on any given night. Um so I thought about him for that, but I did not did not find a good spot for Clay. Right, yeah, yeah. So um what did you do for Black Panther? I couldn't find a good one, bro. I was, that was a really tough one, right? So my perfect scenario, I was thinking about this, man. I was thinking about, like, what was I trying to think of? Like, it, I wanted someone, like, I almost, there was a second of me putting Steph there. I was trying, here's what I was trying to do. I was trying mm-hmm. to do, like, someone of NBA royalty. Yeah. So I was trying to think of a, like someone whose dad played in the league. And so Steph and Clay came to mind, but like, you know, it, it, it worked for them to be the other two characters for me. And then I was like, like, damn, if like, ah, uh, um, like I was trying, I was trying to think of like other like sons of NBAers and they, none of them were like good enough. Yeah. So I, 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 I totally punted on black Panther and, that's it was, a, that's a, it's a it was just a tough one because it was like what do you use for the criteria yeah so um rp chadwick bozeman of course yep. but something that got pointed out when he uh passed away was like you know it's like not an accident that when in endgame when they all come back for the final battle that like he's the first one that comes back from that group right mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though there's some other really important characters or even more popular characters like Spider-Man, for instance, right? Like they get introduced, they get introduced later, but like the first person that we see is 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 um, the Black Panther. So I was like, okay, who's a guy that carries that kind of weight in the NBA? Where if there was like an end game situation, and you know Steph and LeBron are getting beat up by Thanos, who do we see walk in that is like, okay, that's our guy. Uh-huh. I could not think of anybody though for that. I was like, fuck, that was way too complicated. So I was like, yeah. all right, let's think about Wakanda. All right? right. Wakanda is this place that everybody thinks is one thing, but really it's it's not. And this guy's the king of it. And yeah. he's young and charismatic and has incredible ability. I went with Ja Morant. Huh. I don't hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like for some reason the only one that made sense to me. I was like, I, and I, I like, I'll be honest, I didn't love it, but I was like, okay, no, it's like Memphis is like Wakanda, and it's like this kind of like <laughs> diamond in the rough, like you know, type of type of thing. It's like, but like, what's what I mean is like it's that like hidden gem, you sure, know, okay, uh, of a team. Yeah, it, it's like Grizzlies are good; they've won five straight. It's like John Morant is is the key the, like the upcoming king of the nba maybe mm. he's like a young yeah like he's like first first to, quarter of the movie yeah he's like t'challa in um fucking civil war he's yeah like still even, just a prince yeah yes he's Boom. still a prince Guys, okay we, we stopped the landing we stopped yeah. the landing <laughs> um so yeah I'm, I'm proud of that one that one worked yeah, that's out that's a really good one but speaking of spider-man did you have one for him this is kind of a cop out, but I did Donovan Mitchell because his nickname is Spider Man. Spider, yeah, I did Spider Mitchell. Um, the better one, and I want to know if you did this. Like in my head when I was thinking about it, and then before I copped out, was um, it's got to be someone who like whoever you have as Iron Man, Spider Man has to fuck with uh, like Iron Man really hard and be like, Mister Stark, yeah. Mister Stark. Totally. So, so. I would love if you did that for Anthony Davis being like, LeBron, LeBron. I, it totally crossed my mind of the like father-son relationship yes. that Tony and, and Peter have. Yes. I didn't realize it, but the one I picked actually does work okay. in that situation. Luca. 
know, the young prodigy. The young prodigy. The young prodigy who looked up to LeBron James. And I don't know if they have any kind of relationship, but, like, you get the impression that, like, there's a mentorship opportunity there. Yeah. So that's that's where I went with. I really didn't think about Anthony Davis, though, for that reason. <laughs> that would have been a hell of funny. But I like that. I like that for Luca. He's LeBron, yeah. LeBron. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I made Luca the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I didn't get around to doing the Winter Soldier because I just assumed Gordon Haywood would, would take that for you. <laughs> I was like, damn, we can't have Gordon Haywood be the Winter Soldier. Like, yeah. <laughs> shout was, out to M- Marrow. Oh, uh, man. What's the way? Why was Luca the Winter Soldier? Because he is this. Because he's European. Like, what? <laughs> <I mean, laughs> like... That's the, the short answer is yes. Kevin, but... that's just lazy. I know. It is. <laughs> I, you know, my last two, I'm not coming strong. I went Spider Mitchell and I went, and I, and I went the Winter Soldier's Luca. Just mailing um, it in. No, I mailed it in. Can I, uh, can I be more abstract and try and redeem myself here? All right, let's do it. Okay. Wanda. Dude, I didn't get around to doing one for her. Ah, oh, man. Let me hear yours. I'll, I'll try to brainstorm one on the fly. Uh, Wanda is Chris Paul. Wanda is Chris Paul. They have the power of telekinesis. <laughs> Chris Paul is telekinetic. Chris Chris Paul is definitely telekinetic. Um, Chris Paul frequently goes from place to place. Wanda goes from place to place. Wanda can move things with her mind. Chris Paul is a true point guard. Wanda. Ooh, okay. And in like big fight sequences, she's like kind of like the game manager because she doesn't like directly fight. She like tries to manipulate the mm. environment. Huh. Okay. No. All right. I'm starting to see it. Yeah. Starting to see it. Um try to think if there's anybody anybody that jumps out. Nah, I think Chris I think I can rock with Chris Paul, actually. I think I can rock with that. Yes. Did you did you do one for Vision? I didn't do that one. I made Anthony Davis Vision. Because he's kind of stoic and just gets shit done, or what? You, there's what a there, there's absolutely like a um a personality part to it, but there's also like you know I was I was reading the like Wikipedia description and it's like Vision is supposed to be this like this kind of android, right? Like this yeah. um what you would build, what you would design. And I was like, you would want. If you were creating something and like we can't use LeBron, you know, it's like you would build Anthony, like you would make an Android basketball player would probably be Anthony Davis. Like, obviously, super long, but can mm. shoot, can dribble. Like, was was a guard in high school and then had a growth spurt. Like, can do yeah. everything. Can do everything. Vision. I like that. What I was trying to think of with Vision when I was brainstorming for it was like, all right, who is a guy that came out strong, and then just kind of didn't do anything after that because yeah. like vision is just like he is a point in the movies where he's just like kind of useless like he just doesn't really do anything so i couldn't quite i couldn't quite think of like a good like a good enough one to that fits that but like off the top i mean james harden would have been a good one for that maybe <laughs> but yeah yeah, just because he kind of just fades away. Uh, i'm trying to think if there's anybody else. he fades away he just kind of just fades away man yeah like, um who else might be a good one for that? Uh I mean you could make Chris Paul an argument you could make, there. You could make a Chris Paul argument there. Chris Paul argument could be there. I like Chris Paul as Wanda though, so I'm gonna keep that. Yeah. So maybe ooh, who's a Chris Paul teammate? Because Wanda and Vision are together. Who's a Chris Paul teammate, maybe? Devin Booker. Uh, uh. I like Booker too much to put him there. But, I mean, he's another guy that's, like, kind of a prototype shooting huh? guard that you could build. Um, oh, I was thinking maybe David West, but I like David I, West. You know, I thought about that for a second. Yeah, like, the New Orleans days. The New Orleans days of Chris Paul and David West. Mo Pete. <laughs> Mopey. But Mopey's a former player. We're doing current. I don't know. I'm not going to come up with one for Vision. Um, totally fine. Just throwing some ideas out there. Um, 
how did you do the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you do all of them or just like a couple of them? I only did a couple. So I did. Oh, that's what I did too. Uh, I'll start by saying we, we text about this one too. Dame yeah. Lillard being Rocket. Oh my gosh. It's like the <laughs> most perfect fit. Yeah. Dame is definitely Rocket for sure. Yeah. He talks a lot of shit and he loves to shoot and everybody loves him. No, nobody hates Rocket. Yeah. Everyone so. loves Rocket. So yeah, that one was pretty easy. What uh, which other gardens did you do? I have a growing like love for Chris Boucher as a member of my fantasy team this year. Okay, and I want to shout out Z Roots for um, letting me know about him and saying we should put him on our fantasy team. And Zach knew about him from the Oregon days and I knew nothing about this guy. So I was like, who who is this guy? And then like, he's been awesome. And his like, you know, I was looking the list I was referring to about trying to pair characters to players was I was looking at like the efficiency rating and he's like number two or three. Jesus. He's having a really good year, man. He's having a super good year with the the Tampa Bay Raptors. Mm -hmm. So I made him star Lord. Um, Hmm. Just like, who is this guy? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's man is this? Who's man is this? And it's, it's it's Chris Boucher, the number two or three PR okay. player in basketball right now. Appreciate you walking me through that because yeah, without the context, I would have been like, I. <laughs> you would say, who is this guy? Who is this? Guy? No, I'm, I'm aware of, of Chris, but uh, <laughs> yeah, from New Oregon days. But um, so for Star Lord, I so when I was thinking of Star Lord, I was like, all right, so he's a guy that is like he's like an all-star for the Avengers, right? He's like an all-star player of, of the guardians of the galaxy, but a guy that definitely like takes himself a little too seriously and thinks of himself a little higher regard Mm -hmm. um, than everybody else. Despite the fact that he is a producer, I went with Paul George on this one. And star Lord, like Paul George kind of messes up at the end, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, there were the, that, that fight scene with Thanos. Yeah. It's yeah. Kinda, it's kind of Star-Lord's fault. I'm glad somebody brought that up, man. I've been thinking that for years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, this dude really just fumbled the entire fucking bag. They had him. <laughs> Absolutely. They really did. It's totally they had him, and he just totally fucked it up. Yep. Um, so that was Peter Quill shooting off the side of the backboard, basically. <laughs> I love that. That's a great answer. So that was that was my answer for, uh, for Star-Lord. Um did I do another Guardian? I don't. I oh, didn't. I had Drax. Okay, who's Drax for you? Steven Adams. Just a fucking mountain of a man that is low-key hilarious. Like, He's very funny. He is so funny. He says the funniest shit. Like, he has yeah. the best press conferences. Um, so, and it's like, it's kind of like Drax too. Like, the way the humor works is like, he's not necessarily trying to be funny he just yep. is funny so but also too like he could like fuck somebody up if he needed to that's so, perfect yeah no no complaints that's perfect S- stuck the landing on that one heck yeah uh what other characters do you have i think i yes. have a few more maybe did you yeah. do dr strange i feel like we got the same one for this who'd you put Kyrie. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> absolutely. Kyrie for sure hanging out in multiverses and shit. Yeah. That's where he is right now. He's uh <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> it's all good. He's opening up portals and looking up uh all the different scenarios for the Nets season this year. He, he there he, he knows there's 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 only one way for the Nets to win the title. And yeah. he's he's aware of that. Yeah, yeah. he's gotta be he's gotta be Dr. Strange. That works with your Thanos uh for LeBron. It really like, does. How many times do we win? He yeah. goes to KD. How many times do we win? One. <laughs> One time. Uh, uh, I've got, so I've got Falcon. Oh, damn. He would have been a good one. I did not think for him. What'd you put for that? Okay. So I was trying to think of who could be the next Captain America, right? Oh, I like the okay. way you look at that. Okay. Yeah. Who's, who's going to be, who's going to have the shield next? So I was trying to like in that mindset, I was going through the Rolodex and I came up with Jason Tatum. This also continues my let's call it like my pro Jason Tatum stance on this podcast. Yeah. Um 
I, I'm open to ideas about who can be future Captain Americas in the NBA, if you will. Tatum was a good one. I mean, probably Luca would have been maybe the safer bet, but we already already got something for him. And it's like with Falcon too, you need a guy that is a sidekick that is eventually going to take that Captain America role. Yeah. Would maybe Jalen Brown be a better maybe? I don't know. Tatum has more Tatum's for sure the higher ceiling and, and more likely to become a Captain America, but like yeah. I don't think he necessarily started off as like a side character though. He's That's like, true. Yeah, he kind of just jumped right into it. Maybe hmm. This is yeah. This, this is tough because there's a lot of ways you can look at Falcon. It's kind of like his impact on the team. Yep. Because he's one of those guys that's like actually he low key gets a lot of screen. Time. He gets a lot of stuff done, and he's yeah. he, he gets a yeah. Anthony Mackey's awesome. And oh yeah, a ton the of guy. Screen time. Yeah. Who knew Papa Dog would one day you know be saving the world <laughs> and become a Captain America? Papa Dog. Um. Shit, who would be Tatum's good for that? I was trying to think of like face of the like in, in 10 years or five years because Tatum's like still only 24, yeah, or he, 23. He's, I was gonna say, is he even that? He might, he might, he might even be younger than that. He might only be like 22, maybe. he might only be 22, in which case, great, Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, I, there was a second because I was like in the mold of Steph being Captain America. Is Trey Young the next Captain America? I was gonna bring up Trey, Trey next. Yeah. I was gonna bring up Trey next, but I don't think Trey Trey doesn't work though. I don't think because like it's always kind of been his show in Atlanta. So yeah, Tatum. I think Tatum's a better fit because actually that first year Tatum was had promise, but like he wasn't like the guy. Yeah. you know so. I think Tatum works, actually. Okay. That's a good one. Um, did you do one for Captain Marvel? No. Um, so for Captain, I was thinking about Captain Marvel. Like, she's just so powerful. She's she's so powerful and so underutilized that I don't know who's a super powerful. Is that how you look at it? Super powerful, super underutilized? Or just kind of like the cheat code of like, yeah. hey, like, let's just bring this person in just to wrap it up. So this, totally. is, where I, this is where I put Davis. Okay. Yeah. It's like, That's a good. look, they, they don't need to be there for the whole movie, but like, just come come to the end and just fuck shit up, you know, shut it down, basically. I like that. I was thinking of this one while I was walking. Uh, I was walking out the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury. Yes. Pop. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I thought about Michael Jordan for Nick Fury. <laughs> Just because of the, the <laughs> fucking fashion. Because <laughs> like, yeah. of the fashion. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking about getting, like, he's getting the crew together. I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, I, I ended up deleting that. I, I like pop. Oh, the getting the crew together could have been like Maury. That could have been a good one. Maury. Maury would be like. I don't, Maury might be too analytical for Nick. Nick kind of just shoots from the hip, I feel like. He just kind of pulls up. Maury would be like whoever Robert Redford was in Winter Soldier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just a random, like, DC bureaucrat. Like. Yeah. <laughs> just this, like, just this, like, but the shadow figure, right? Like, behind. Uh, that's wow. hilarious, dude. Who's um, who's Loki? Who's um Giannis I was Loki? trying to figure out who yeah. Loki would be. I was trying to figure that out too. Um, because he's got he's mischief, he's like crafty, but he's like he's kind of a pawn at the same time. I don't know. Loki could be James Harden. Loki is James. That could that could work. You need someone where you're like you at some point you need to be like, okay, chill, Loki. Like, yeah, like settle down. Um Damn, who would be good? Kyle Lowry. Yes, that's a good one. Kyle Lowry, always like just constantly getting into shit. Um, yeah, I think that one. That's, I like that. 
I think Kyle Lowry works. Um, any of them? I think that's all I had written down, at least. Let me see. I think that's all I have written down. That's strange. Yeah, I think that's everybody. Yeah, so that was that ended up being a little tougher than I thought, but no, yeah, that was definitely, it was definitely a good little thought exercise. So, I like that we had our our cores were very similar. Yeah, exactly. So no, nah, um well yeah, is there anything else before we, we wrap this up? No, we'll have to think of it. These gimmicks kind of present themselves organically. So yeah. I was going to say we'll have to think of a new gimmick, but but something will reveal itself maybe in the coming exactly. years. Yeah. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, it's been another episode of the Shorts and Goggles podcast, RJ Liggins and Kevin Reed. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Um, check us out on Facebook, not Facebook, well, Instagram, uh, <laughs> at Shorts Goggles Pod. Uh yeah, I don't know where that Freudian slip came from. In 2010, but... we were on Facebook. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is technically a Shorts and Goggles Facebook page. I've not touched it. Is there it. really? Yeah, I've not touched it in like three years, though. So. Wow. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram at Shorts Goggles Pod. We'll be back next week with some more basketball, uh, some NBA updates, the Zag update, another gimmick. But in the meantime, have a good week. We'll see you next time. See so, yeah.